0: Welcome to Dreamful Podcast, bedtime stories for slumber. I would like to start this episode by thanking our newest Patreon supporters, Dignan and Lennox Polly. Thank you so much, and I hope you both have the sweetest of dreams. If you would like to be just like Dignan and Lennox, please visit patreon.com dreamfulpodcast where you can make monthly or one-time donations to the production of our show. In this episode, I will be reading an adaptation of The Legend of Mulan. Mulan is a legendary female warrior in Chinese folklore dating back centuries. If you would like to hear the original poem, I will be reading it for the Patreon bonus episode. So, snuggle up in your blankets and have sweet dreams. The male hare wildly kicks its feet. The female hare has shifty eyes. But when a pair of hairs run side by side, who can distinguish whether I, in fact, am male or female? Many hundreds of years ago in northern China, there lived a girl named Mulan. Mulan was the eldest of three children. She had a sister, and the youngest child in her family was her brother. In this time, an enemy was invading their realm, and the Emperor had called upon a male from each family to serve in the army. Mulan's father had aged and was no longer healthy enough to serve in the army, but the only other male in her family was her brother, who was still very young. Mulan sat worriedly at her loom, staring out the open door while weaving fabric. While her fingers worked the white fibers, her eyes drifted across the yard. She was filled with pain at the idea of her father leaving for battle. She mournfully thought of the memories of her father teaching her combat. Mulan had spent her entire childhood perfecting archery, combat, and swordcraft. Under his guidance, she had become just as skilled as any of the warrior men. What is on your mind? her mother asked. The way you're staring off in the distance makes me wonder if you are in love with a man. Mulan shook her head. There was no man she was in love with. There was no boy who occupied her thoughts. Last night, I saw the summons from the army, Mulan replied. The Emperor is assembling his troops. They posted the list, and my father's name is on it. He cannot go into battle, but he is no grown-up son. Yes, sighed her mother. But he is the only man from our family, so he shall serve the Emperor. Mulan, knowing she was just as capable as any of the other men in the village, Resolved to pose as her father's son and enlist in the army. With her parents' blessing, she left for the market to buy supplies for her journey. In the eastern market, she bought a horse. In the western market, she bought a saddle. In the southern market, she bought a bridle. In the northern market, she bought a whip. Mulan returned home with her new supplies and packed up her things for the journey south of the mountains. At dawn, she said goodbye to her parents. I am honored to have such a brave daughter, Mulan's father said to her, as he gave her the sword he had worn during his time in the army. Mulan embraced her parents and bade them farewell, filled with excitement to serve her emperor. Mulan mounted her horse, taking one last look at her parents they stood together as they watched her disappear into the distance on her horse, galloping toward battle. Mulan rode without stopping that day. She rode past green fields and wildflowers. She rode until the warm glow of the sun began to set, painting the sky orange and pink. When the darkness of night grew stronger, She rested by the Yellow River. There were a few moments Mulan thought she could hear the faint call of her parents, but it was only the Yellow River's flowing water, splashing and roaring through the earth. The next morning, Mulan left the Yellow River's bank and continued her journey to war. The landscape shifted after some time. The earth's surface became jagged and cold. At last, she came to the mountains. Black rock jutted out from the mountain with crisp white snow cascading all around, covering the soil. Knowing the quickest way over the mountain was up, Mulan and her horse began the ascent to the top. At night, they rested atop the black mountain. As she was drifting to sleep, she thought she had heard her parents' voices calling for their daughter, but it was only the distant whinnying of the enemy's horses. After traveling hundreds of miles, Mulan had caught up to the battle. She kicked her horse and flew through the mountain's passes. The clanking and rattles of metal grew louder, but Mulan did not hesitate. She crashed into combat like a tidal wave, freezing light shining brightly from her armor. Mulan swiftly cut down any enemy within reach and won the battle. Many years had passed. Nearly a hundred battles had been won. Mulan became great friends with many of the other men in the army. But never told a single one that she was not a man and no one would discover the truth after all she was the greatest warrior of their time however one day when in battle mulan was captured a group of men took mulan to their camp to be interrogated by a warrior they took her into a tent bound her hands to a pole and left her alone for many hours Mulan kept a brave face, though she was worried about what would happen to her if they ever found out that she was a woman. Her fears deepened as the warrior entered the tent. Mulan mustered the courage to lift her head to face this warrior. But once she did, her fear turned to astonishment. Standing before her was a woman, clad in battle armor, She was fierce and strong, just like Mulan, except she didn't hide that she was a woman. I am Princess Shenyang. Who is it that ruins my armies? What is your name? Mulan opened her mouth to answer, but hadn't spoken of her name or life before war in almost a decade. The princess drew her sword, and held it to Mulan. What is your name? I'm Mulan, she whispered. I came in my father's place, his oldest daughter. Daughter? Shenyang put down her sword. If we are the only daughters of war, then you are my sister in battle. Shenyang and Mulan bonded quickly, and did become as close as sisters. The princess fed Mulan and gave her clean clothes as they plotted her escape from the camp. The next morning, just before dawn, Shenyang disguised Mulan and escorted her to the edge of the camp. After Mulan thanked the princess, she slipped away unnoticed. It had been twelve years since the war had begun, and finally it had ended. Only the bravest of soldiers remained as they traveled back home. When they returned, they met the Emperor. Each officer bowed to the Emperor on his golden throne, and their honorary rank went up twelve steps, and they were rewarded millions. The Emperor turned to Mulan and asked, What is it you desire? I will offer you a position in my court. I, Mulan, do not care for an appointment here at court. Give me a horse good for a thousand miles to take me back to my home. The Emperor granted Mulan her request, and she set off for home. When Mulan's parents heard that she was arriving, They went out of the gates of the city to wait for her. Her sister put on her finest red outfit to joyously greet her, and her brother began preparing a feast in her honor. Mulan rode on the emperor's horse to the city gates and swiftly dismounted. Her family embraced her. They cried tears of happiness to see their daughter and sister home from war. When they arrived at the family's house, Mulan went straight into her old room. She took off her battle armor and put on her favorite skirt. She sat at the window, staring into the familiar courtyard as she put up her hair. Facing the mirror, she applied makeup. Mulan stepped outside, and there she saw her friends from the army. They were all astounded at what they saw. We marched together for these twelve long years, they cried, and had never known that Mulan was a girl.